You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines begins right now, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Great to be with you. We've got the boys along for the ride, as always, Corey in Atlanta, Ira here in studio this hour, as always, brought to you by our friends at Register Sausage. Yay, sausage! These days we say it, there's always some sort of promo code after another lopsided ass-kicking of an ACC foe. This week it'll be another promo after a lopsided ass-kicking of a non-ACC foe. It's glorious. Oh, I'm not here in Ira. Why am I not here in Ira? Come on, Ira. Can you hear me at least? I did turn his mic on. Maybe try again, Ira. Hello, hello. Hey, we got him. Now he's in there. Here we go. You think when they when Florida State wins a national championship again, we'll we'll put out some commemorative register sausage? You think Ben will come up with a special <laughs> What would you Corey, if you had to if you had to put together a special commemorative national championship sausage, what do you think? Would it be spicy or uh, mild? Or would you, the other we got the jalapeno cheddar, which is infused with cheese? There... I feel like Andouille. It, you you go with Andouille. That's that's the that's the staple. Literally. Um, and also, you're talking about commemorative. Like people have those Coke bottles that they yes. put in their basement for 20 years. Yes. Yeah. Just have sausage sitting out in your basement <laughs> for 20 to 25 years as part of your of your man cave, and nobody's allowed to touch it. Well, I don't it's think a anybody... collectors item. Yeah, for 25 years, I don't <laughs> think anybody's going to want to. Yeah. But uh, the uh, oh, one of the questions this week, I, I peeked ahead. Hey, what are you questions. doing? What are you doing peeking ahead well, like that? Well, just because he said that his uh, Andouille, and right. uh, it was actually just somebody just clarifying that it's not Andouille. It's Andouille. Andouille. It's Andouille. It's, it's whatever the hell like we want to make it. And do we like this or do we not like this? You and do we? Ask, ask Ben. He knows. Reg, maybe they'll put the answer on registermeats.com yeah. is the website. You can have it delivered. If you don't live in the southeast where it's growing, the map is growing, all the locations where you can get registered sausage, but if you – uh, don't live in this area, or you don't want to go to the store. You just want something to <laughs> Everybody wants everything delivered these days. Go to registermeats.com, and they'll ship it to you. I'm the opposite. I I rather like going to the store. I rather yeah. enjoy a little trip to – I mean, I'm giving Publix Free Pub again, but I, I rather enjoy my supermarket visits. It's a way – because we do everything from the house, because everything is ready-made to come to the house, I like to get out. Kim, I love my wife and kids, but sometimes I need a break. Do they give right. you grief for it? Because Kim gives me grief for it. Oh, no. I don't ask. I just leave. Well, I'm not saying I'm asking for permission. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, hey, are you stopping at the store again? I make uh, proclamations. Like, I'll be sitting there watching the game, 
early first quarter of like a, a nothing NFL game I don't care about, and I, I care more about the second game, let's say, mm-hmm. and I'll just go, all right, I'm going to the store. I'll see you guys in a little bit. <laughs> That's how that works, and I'm gone. And my wife understands that could be it could be an hour and a half. We just don't know. I, the cereal aisle alone can captivate me. Right. And or the, the beauty of being divorced is I don't have to ask anybody <laughs> for anything. I just do it. I don't have to talk to anyone. I just get up and leave. Yeah. That, that's also maybe why you are divorced. It's hey. Just well, throwing that out there. Tomato, tomato, Ira. <laughs> well, it was another uh, dominant showing for Florida State, and it's become somewhat customary as we kind of sit down now expecting them to just operate very efficiently and in dominant fashion. And I don't know, we spent various – you know, moments talking about what's impressed us most from the year. Uh, but I, I, I like that they seem to be striving for more, and they're going to need to because I have a suspicion the Florida State Florida game is going to be a classic. I thought you were going to say Louisiana is going to be a problem. No, no, I'm not. Corey, do you want to say that? Do you want to propose Louisiana as a problem? Good program. I'm saying it's a good program. <laughs> not anymore. Good program trying to get bowl eligible. They've beaten some teams in the past. It, you know, look, yes, they, they should beat Louisiana comfortably. The spread is, what, 24 it's the same as it was for Georgia Tech, yeah. essentially. Um, and they should treat them like Georgia Tech. But again, when you're talking about building stuff and, and building a program, and he concentrate, he talks so much about concentrating on themselves, it wouldn't be a great look to be up by 10 at halftime or to be up by 7 at halftime. I mean, you're still probably going to pull away, but the way you've gone out and just pulverized these teams, and I know what's ahead the next week, to come out and take care of business, that would be a really mature approach to this game. So you can get a big lead maybe in the third quarter and you can rest your starters because you got next, you got one less day of rest and it's Florida. You want to be ready for Florida. It's weird to get used to seeing backups in the second half of games. Like yeah, we just now on the regular, I'm sitting there wondering when's the moment. You know, I, I, I actually thought to myself late in the second quarter against Syracuse and Georgia, well, uh, Syracuse and, uh, and Miami. I was kind of like, you can start infusing this lineup with some backups now this this game's over it's a wrap they got no shot that's crazy to think about but it would it wasn't even nuts to to kind of entertain the idea you know i've seen a few people complain that their uh picks pal wagers have been affected because too many starters are sitting too early yeah but uh but the other side of it is what what has been really beneficial i think especially on the offensive side of the ball is that a lot of you know both of these last two games they've left their starting defense in down the stretch, so it's like Tate Rodemaker and those guys. Co- yeah, the other the team, other team has. Yeah, so you get so Tate and the the you know the well Rodney didn't play this past game, but the offensive line and a lot of these guys are going up against the other team's starting defense. That's better than mop up duty. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're getting real. It's like game reps. Yeah, the benefits are are great, and it is cool to watch. Um, the, the way that they have approached these games, um, I think it's become abundantly clear in all three of the last three that they were the better side, that it was going to be a, a relatively easy affair on that particular day, but they don't play that way. They play buttoned up, focused with intention. Uh, you don't see them sort of just kind of going through the motions uh, looking to get out of there. You see a team that's hell-bent on getting better, and all that's cliche and coaches talk about it, but it is a sign certainly that a team – is enjoying this. I, I want them to enjoy the fruits of their labor. I want them to continue to succeed, obviously, but they've worked really hard, so it's good to watch guys get out there and, and, and kind of reap the benefits of that hard work. I think think about these last two games, though. Last year, you beat Miami with a similar roster um, on the basically the last play of the game in the last minute. You beat Syracuse on the last play of the game. And then a year later, it's not like your talent is so overwhelming that this should be expected. That's why you're a seven-point favorite in both of those. You should have won clearly, but 
how well they're preparing and how well coached they are to just die. Again, it's not like the 1996 Knowles rolling into the Carrier Dome. This is 2022, and they treat them like they're in the dynasty era. Like the, the games are over in the middle of the second quarter, that, twice on the road. That that's not. They are better teams, but they're not. Their roster isn't that much better than Miami and Syracuse, right? Well, and I thought it was cool after the game, this past game particularly. Jared Verse was more mad about the field goal they gave up because he said we just didn't we we just lost our focus than he was you know what they did on the other fifteen drives or twelve drives whatever it is. The other thing that I think is important, though, and I think you know, you, we know Mike Norvell is pushing this and his coaching staff is pushing this, and I think the players understand it, but that Florida game will be the first offense they face with a real pulse in about a month. And that's a physical Florida team. I, when you watch them, uh, this is one of the things that stood out last year for all the stupidness that Florida State engaged in and, and fell victim to, I did think the one advantage Florida had in that game was they were more physical. Right. And, and and they'll be very physical in this game because both teams are going to want to win that game beyond the fact it's a rivalry game. They're both playing for something big. And so I think that we're going to get uh, an absolute war. I think – and, and I'm, good. listen, good. I, well, I know it's yeah. good. It's good for that series and for that rivalry to matter again in that sense – Obviously, I'm biased. I'd rather just kick the hell out of another team, 42 to three or 45 to three. But but that ain't gonna happen because Florida does have a quarterback that is awfully tough to bring down when he's healthy and cares. And they are playing that way right now. They're playing rugged. Um, but you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm just pointing out to the fact that at that game, it's good that they are so focused, and it's good that Florida State is overwhelming these teams because Florida's gonna be a huge step up in competition. And I think they know that. But it you know will be different once they get out there. It may take them a minute, but but again, man, you the nice thing about these wins, especially the Syracuse win. I mean, I, Miami too, but I really thought it was very evident against Syracuse how physical this team was on both sides mm-hmm, of the ball, mm-hmm. because that's a different kind of blowout than if you're just faster than the other team or you just uh, you've got one just incredible player at one position. Yeah. But I thought on both sides of the ball in special teams, Florida State was my by far more physical than both of these last last three opponents. But that that transitions. Like you can play better competition if you're physical. What you do well should transition where if it's just kind of like, oh, we've got a scheme or we've got one great guy, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, bullying people travels. I mean, if you're able to to, to physically dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, that always works. Uh, that always works. And I and I hope they are that physical. I think it's going to be testy in that game, and it'll be fun to watch early on because that game is in Tallahassee. That should be a crowd that's very proud of a team. Uh, yeah. you know, Florida State fans will, will be at this game. It's not just a run-of-the-mill Florida State Florida game. This is an intense Florida State Florida game this year. And in prime time with a lot of people interested in that outcome just to see how far. I'll tell you this, if Florida State were to blow out Florida, uh, now you go into next season starting to talk about some pretty crazy things like, well, let's go win the ACC. Clemson doesn't look to be what they were and, and all those things. may may happen anyhow, but it, it will be interesting to see that. I, I think that uh, speed-wise and physical-wise, the two will be pretty even. You wonder, uh, I talked with Aslan about this on uh, Wake Up War Chant, a pop- another popular podcast Absolutely. in this network of uh, this juggernaut that we've created. Um, and he asked me, like, how much, here it is right there. He asked me, uh, by the way, that picture of me. It's awesome. I, I got it. I need a new one. I need a new one. I'm a different looking person. You look now, healthy Aslan in that picture. Same. You should, I got to put my glasses on. Can you put the shirtless pick in it? Yeah, that's what we're going to I'm going to superimpose that. Yeah. As we're, as you guys are doing your keg stands, I'll be shirtless in yeah. my Wake yeah. Up War Chant pose. Um, but he asked me like, how much do you watch these last 
this last month, really, excited about this team and what it's doing and just focused on it. And how much are you looking ahead to what next year could be if the right people come back? Because it's hard not to think, man, the way they're playing right now, good grief. If most of these guys come back, there's a chance to make a real run here. So, so I wondered if you guys do that or if you're just trying to embrace and enjoy the moment because you know some guys are probably going to leave. I try to do both. I mean, I I, I think you can. I, I know this. We've all been in a position to cover a team that went from being a juggernaut to bad to yeah. back towards being a juggernaut to bad, and you identify signs along the way. You identify those steps that are being taken, and I don't think there are too many Florida State fans watching this team that don't think that this team has taken a major step forward, is on the precipice of being really good again. And so you can't help if that's the way you feel about this current team, but look ahead because yeah. then you start thinking about sunnier days where it's not just a big deal that you you know had a winning conference record for the first time since 2016, a winning record period since 2017. Like These are the things now you breathe a sigh of relief to say, thank God we finally arrived at this place. But now you quickly go from that to, all right, now. Now that we're out of the woods, let's start whooping some ass for the last five years of nonsense. And, and it's not just because they're winning these games, right? Because if they go up and beat Syracuse 27 to 20 or Miami 20, right, it's the 20, way they're doing excited. it. Yeah. It's the pulverization of these teams that gets you so excited for what this program, what this team could be potentially next year and the year after that. I also think I, I do a little bit of the looking ahead, but uh, you know, not too much because I just think there are so many wild cards. I mean, this team could look one way or it could look a completely different way. I don't think either way it's going down very far, but it, you know, there would be a little bit of I mean, they'd have to do some major overhauling if they lost some of these well, big-time players. Let's just say you lost, just for example, if you lost Lovett versus Jordan Travis. And Johnny Wilson. Just stop there. Just, just stop with those three. Just yeah. stop with those three. Yeah. You'd go, ooh, okay. I mean, that's a lot to overcome. None, yeah, none of that makes me think, okay, well, this thing's going to be two years before it gets to decent again. Right, right. But it may not it, be a juggernaut. It may not be what you yeah. could possibly be. Yeah. But the other, but but because they've been down so long, because Florida State has not been good in, I mean, really five, six years, yeah. Yeah. I am appreciating everything that happens. And I think I'll appreciate when they win, if they win by 40 this Saturday, mm-hmm. and I would appreciate if they beat Florida. Because it has been – it was such a long duration. This wasn't like a one year blip. You know, like if 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 I don't want to bring up the basketball program, but for, for comparison's sake, they're in trouble. After like the COVID year, if they had had like one bad year and then they got back to good again, you wouldn't be thinking about how you wouldn't be savoring it as much because it was just one down year. Yeah. But when it's five years, six years, yeah, man, people need to appreciate this because there is no guarantee. Even if all those guys come back, dynamics could be different. You never know what's going to happen. I think people are appreciating the now right now. You know, it's interesting. I did it last night, so it's fresh on my mind. I do on a Monday night. I do a Nebraska show, and I this year has allowed me. Are they excited about their team? The the opposite is true. Chuba killing it. Chuba got hurt and is now not playing. And when he did play, he was awful. Yeah, I didn't realize he got hurt. I think I pulled. No, he got hurt, but he always does. Anyhow, the point would be, I, I I'll just say this. 
talking to those guys, they have some guys that are are the equivalent of us. Guys that have covered that program for 20 years or more. Not as funny and not as good No, looking. well, that's why I'm hosting the show. They needed an infusion of life, obviously. But yeah. so Equivalent I, meaning they've just been doing they've it. They've been doing it a long time, and they have a level of level. knowledge and expertise. Right. They're okay. just not entertaining understand. the understand. way that we, we That needed to be clear. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. I thought it was a given. It should have been a given. Should, most people <laughs> yeah. understand that already. But so the point is, when I talk to them both on and off the air – Oftentimes, I'm just gleaning context from practice that week, so I have an idea of what you know what they expected and then what they saw. And they all knew they were going to get destroyed by Michigan, right? Well, I bring this up because they're on their way to back-to-back three and nine seasons, okay? And they haven't mattered prior to these back-to-back three and nine seasons, but it's three and nine. And I said to one of the guys, I'm like, "Well, when did you guys? When did the fan base realize?" And I'm not trying to troll here, but when did the fan base realize, like, they ain't coming back? Mm-hmm. Like, Nebraska hasn't been good in 20 years. We Florida State just went through what we thought was being in purgatory. Just, like, this is awful. And what ring of hell are we in sitting around here watching this team struggle to, to win five, six games? And I don't know. I think the fan base, I bring this up because I know our fan base probably feels like, whoo, we're not going the way of the Cornhuskers. We're not, we're not doing that. Because you never know. Like The landscape has changed in college football in a lot of ways. And we're not in the Big Ten or the SEC where the money is free-flowing. And so if you stay down, there's a chance you don't come back, especially if you're stuck in this godforsaken conference. Yeah. So anyhow, just watching that, it's, it's, it does make me more appreciative to know now all right, the plane has left the runway. It's up. We're flying. Let's see how far we can soar. This is good. We're all right. Things are good. Now it's just a matter of what level of good can you get to and, and, and or great can you get to. They're good. Florida State's officially a good football yes. team, period. You can say it unequivocally. Florida State's a good football team. Just saying that out loud yeah. is – It feels a, good, doesn't it? It feels really good to say. Yeah. It's a sigh of relief. Uh, Island Chief writes – of the last two seasons in which have we seen the most improvement uh, of the last two seasons in which have we seen the most improvement in the first 10 games? Hmm. I, I'm, I'm, Chief, I'm, we appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, yeah, thanks. for the, uh, the donation. I don't quite understand. So that. he's saying which, which year did they show the most growth improve, yeah, uh, for yeah. the first 10 games last year or the first 10 games this year? I, well, I, if you, probably not last year, right? I don't know, but man. They started 0-4 and, and couldn't get a stop. you got to remember halftime of the Louisville game. Yeah. You wanted to get into a different career. <laughs> I That's sure how did. bad it was. I that sure was two did. weeks after Jacksonville State, after getting punked by Wake, and then you've given up 31 first-half points to an average Louisville team. That's as dark as it can get. So yeah. to go from that to have a chance to beat Florida to go to a bowl, and then what I, I just think – in this year they started with a win over LSU. So I, yeah, I would, even though they're playing much better now, I it's would last year. last year. Yeah, last year was an unmitigated disaster three, four games. Like, watching where I felt bereft of hope, as I like to say, was when I could see that the defense wasn't coordinated in any way and they weren't listening to him. Right. And you just watch them on the sidelines just brushing him off. I'm like, oh, well, we, great. So we got a guy who may know what he's talking about, but they're not going to hear it and they're not going to respond. And we got teams just, like, naming their number. Guys running – if you're watching at home, you didn't see an FSU defender on the screen. Yeah. And you know, that was – that. Well, those were dark times. Yeah. I'm going to go with last year. Yeah. Last year. Simple Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Thanks for listening, Headliners. As always, we appreciate it. We made it, guys. It is the start of the season. We would thank all of our sponsors, but right now we're going to thank Horizons because we're about to go have delicious food and some ice-cold beer, and we're going to enjoy the patio, and we're going to celebrate the return of football. 
You're yeah. going to sing? I'm not going to sing this time. I, oh, I, I know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not singing this time. Guys, you know the jingle. You know how it goes. And you also know that if you go in there and sing it to them, you get your meal for free. Is that something Completely we've agreed upon? free. Oh, yeah. I mean, get all the chicken and almost on shrimp and everything. But you're not going to sing? I'm not going to sing. Sorry, guys. Y'all act like you don't like it, so I don't want to do it. But what, what we do like, I like the pimento cheese, and I love you the do. chicken sandwich that they have. Your chicken sandwich is on point. Like, it's as good as there yeah, is in the, the in the game. It's the 38 thing, it's called. 38 right? chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's delicious. delicious. I like it. But I always get the sun, what is it, sunset, sunrise shrimp. It's the one with the sun in it, guys. It's the shrimp. It's good. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's really That's, good, yeah. You get it in the tacos. I do. I get and it we get it as an appetizer. That's right. It is fantastic. Uh, All the food is great. Great beer selection, great people. We sit on the patio. It's going to be that type of weather during football season. We've had celebrations at Horizons before. We yeah. have, man. We go there. You actually have a pretty decent chance of seeing one of us and because we're real, at Horizons that's really a lot. The draw. That Let's is the draw. We might be draw. there, folks. And I was going to say, I've been there for brunch. I don't know if you two gentlemen have, have been yeah. there for brunch, mm -hmm. but you got the NFL season coming right around the corner. It's going to be. By you listening to this, it might have already started. Go there for brunch, and then you got your direct TV. You can watch your NFL teams while you're eating your eggs. Ira, where is Horizons? It's up on Bannerman Crossing off Thomasville Road at the intersection of Bannerman back there in that plaza. You know who's, what favorite restaurant Santa Claus's favorite restaurant is? Oh, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Almost got him. Almost got him. Uh, All right. Ho, 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 Horizons. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. James asks a question in the chat and contributes to the effort. How important is the Florida game for recruiting since we know some of the key guys may be leaving? You know, I, I don't. I don't know. I've been told repeatedly over the years by our recruiting people and those that cover recruiting um, that a singular game doesn't matter as much uh, in recruiting. That It's the efforts, the, the build-up to that day. There's a lot more involved than just that game. But I can't imagine it hurts to sweep your rivals uh, at a time where all three are in flux. Yeah, I think to me it's it's to, in this position because – you know, Mario Cristobal and Billy Napier are in their first year. This is their first big class. This is when they're going to get to make a splash. There's excitement yes. because there's a new era and a new regime, and they're selling hope and vision and all that. It's not so much that I think Florida State winning is some crowning achievement. It's more you kind of blunt a little bit of what they're selling. And so if Billy Napier can go out and sell, look, man, we're he we just got here. We don't even have our players, and we just went in their stadium yes. and beat them. Yeah, it's a bad it just look. gives them more – energy i don't know that it gives florida state any validation but it kind of blunts maybe what he could sell so i think it's what important do you think that's more though for the next year's class like we're, we're what are we a few weeks away like three couple, weeks yeah, from yeah. signing day yeah it's some like, of both I yeah, yeah. I, you know what i feel well probably but i wouldn't think there are that many guys that are with a week left or like ah all right well florida won or all oh, florida state won i think the guys next year that napier's recruiting and norvell's recruiting i think it would like i, I would think the guys that have committed to mike norvell right now have seen enough proof. Well, you know, I'll just okay, say this though, Corey. I will say this: you saw Miami lost their top tier quarterback right after they got ass stomped by Florida State. True. Uh, well, that kid, yeah. that kid announced he was riding out with the quickness. Uh, getting beat forty five to three at home will do that to you. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I do think that there are those guys that let's say have no real, you know, undying love for any of the big three, and they're being recruited by the big three. And they're in the state. And let's say that you know that there is no legacy element to this, right? They just they want to know which one's further along. 
can I get an opportunity to play, and are we going to win some damn games? They may wait to the last moment to kind of see because the race is no longer between the three. It's just between two. It's between Florida State and Florida. Miami's out of the race. Yeah, and I think you know when you look at you know some of the somebody asked in the chat about uh, Josh Braun, who was at uh, Florida State's practice today. He's an offensive lineman that was at Florida. Announced last week he's going to go into the portal. Yeah. And he was at Florida State's practice today. Mm, and he was a guy who was a huge recruit coming out of high school uh, from this, this part of the country. I think played at Live Oak. Um, was one of the top offensive linemen in the country. Did not really consider Florida State too strongly at the time. Florida State was going through all their struggles. And now he's at practice today. I, if Florida State was not playing the way they are, I don't know that he's considering Florida State, so I think it's it's recruiting, but it's well, also you know the he portal. Go back to Florida though, if Florida won that game, that's the, no. at least that's the beauty with that kid. It's like, well, hey, we lost. You, where are you going to go back? But again, man, it's the big picture of where <laughs> you no, are I as a program, and and all the what we've done, what we've seen these last few weeks, and all the momentum. The Florida part of it's a big deal, but it's also just again, man, it's just reinforcing what you've been doing for these last few weeks. If you you have all the success, and then you go and lose to Florida at home to Napier in his first year. I just think it's, it pops some of the air out of the bubble. I'll be nervous about that game, to be honest with you. I, I really, You need to take advantage of those schools, and we certainly did against Miami, but you need to take advantage of, of their transitional stage this first year, right, where, where he doesn't have his guys, and they are in uh, kind of in flux, as I said. Uh, Florida State is now established a way of operating on a day-to-day basis. They've got players who understand their roles, that have bought in, that have worked hard. This is as healthy as Florida State's been all year long at the right time. Uh, they're very comfortable running sort of set core principles that they have offensively. The defense couldn't be playing with any more confidence than they currently are. Like, it, you know, I'm not saying that everything unravels if you lose to Florida, but well, and you're, it wouldn't be ideal. If you were handicapping the game, Florida State's at home. I think we all agree they have the better quarterback. Their kid is is dynamic, but I think Jordan Travis is proving he's a better quarterback, and you've got the better defense. That's a game you should win. You should I mean, win that's the a game. recipe for winning that game. If you play well, you're going to win that game. The only way you don't is if you don't play well. So that's the nervousness is you just want to make sure they play well. Well, and here's the step that they this program is still yet to, to prove, to me anyway, is like, yeah, they, they've now proven they can go on the road and win comfortably. You know, starting at North Carolina last year, they played well on the road. Their only loss on the road this year was NC State, where they led 17 to three at the half and were dominating that game. They played a bad half, receivers couldn't catch, or they win that game. But they've had some big home games in Mike Norvell's tenure, and they've kind of crapped the bed in all of them. Clemson, they gave up a 28 nothing run. Wake, they gave up our 27 0 run. Wake, they gave up a 28 0 run. Last year against Notre Dame, they fought back, but they were down by 18 points in that game. After being in the game, they go on. It's almost like they play worse at home in big moments. Well, if you're getting this program to where you want it to be, you've got to handle these moments well, because there is a it's not, I don't know if there's extra pressure when you're at home, but it is a different feeling when there's 80,000 people cheering there for you. And you fit, maybe you feel like you're letting them down. I don't know, but they have not proven they can play well at home. Even the Georgia Tech oh. game, Jeff, the only time you've ever texted me about a column. And that was because they played so poorly the first quarter yeah, and a half but, of that but, game, but, right? That, but the emotions of that game are completely different than they were for Wake Forest or Clemson or this one. And I, I don't know. I mean, well, I, I, I hear what you're saying. These, this will be similar to the Clemson emotions. But I hear what you're saying. I just think that – but Clemson wasn't a game they weren't ready for. They played really well early in that game. There was like three plays in the middle that just went as poorly as they could possibly go. The Jordan Travis strip sack – the, the kickoff return, and the you know defense gives up a big play. But it wasn't like they didn't come into the game ready. Wake Forest was that example, and I agree with you. 
I feel like this team's at a different place. Well, I, I think the thing to note is that both things can be true, right? Corey's right. The observation that they haven't had a great run at home under Mike Norvell is fair. It's also fair to point I mean, out Florida State year, hasn't been this, good until now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, but, they, but this year in particular, I don't think they played their best games away from Dope. But last year, you can't even – last year doesn't count because they stunk. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's comparing this team to last year's team sure. well, to yeah, me is totally this different. year's team. I, I, I don't think they played well against Clemson. I think the defense was uh, horrific for a good portion of that game, and this is a good defense as it's proven now. Um, I don't think they played well. I don't think they handled the moment well against Clemson or Wake. Now yeah. they didn't have Fabian Lovett for either. We'll disagree. I didn't think the moment was the problem against Clemson. I thought there was a couple key plays, and Clemson's good. And Clemson played their best game against Florida State. Their quarterback didn't make any mistakes. You know, I I thought, man, they were they were kind of in control of that game, and they and you know they they let it get slip away in like three minutes of game, two minutes of game time. Well, we're looking at it. It's interesting because expectations are being raised about what Florida State is, and and for good reason. When you dominate teams to this extent that they're dominating teams, then you know they've taken the step forward that we've alluded to. At the same time, like if I want to poke holes in that and say maybe they're not as good as these scores seem to indicate. Look, man, you couldn't have caught Miami at a better time. Georgia Tech fired their coach and had to play a backup quarterback. And Syracuse did start straighter, but he's clearly I'm, hurt. I'm with so, you on all that. I'm, I'm with just, you 100% on that. Like, I, I can, mean, I let's can, be honest about I, those three wins. I can ride with that. And that, that to me, makes me think the Florida game is going to be a lot closer than me people too. might think at me this too. point. The the home part, I, I'm not I'm, – I mean, I, I mean, see what Corey's saying. I just don't think that there's enough evidence to think. And especially because I think they learned their lesson. I think the Wake Forest game, they were jacked up. I think they thought they were a lot better than they were and they got punched in the mouth and did not respond. I don't think that'll happen again. I hope so. I mean, again, Bo, that's the one thing, though, that we haven't seen from this team is playing well in a big home game. That, you know, they didn't well, buddy, well you're about to see it. Get yourself know, mentally prepared. You're it, about to see I'm it. On, I'm on board with everything else. This is awesome. I love watching <laughs> – I love doing watch-alongs talking about being up 31-3 to three or 38-3, to three, whatever it was, when I, when I got off that thing. Like, it's fun to watch this team pulverize. I just want to see them – because that's going to be an energetic, fired-up crowd, man. Oh, and yeah. I want to see that well, and I, and, and I so. actually think that's not certainly a hindrance. That will aid them. Yeah, I do I think I, I think it will aid them. And, I, and the other thing that will aid them is they can run on anybody right now. I really believe Absolutely. that they can run on anybody. And that know they're mitigate. going into the game, they're going to run for 200 yards. Yeah, it's on just, everybody they play. It's what and, they do. And Florida's defense particularly. And they'll get their running game going, which will also keep the ball out of Anthony Richardson's hands, which is important. So, anyhow, we've got a lot of time to talk about that game. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, continue. Continues in just a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
What I love most about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. We got a question as to why are we not talking uh, or so little talking about the Cajuns. Um, listen, that program took a massive step backwards when their head coach was hired by the aforementioned University of Florida. And it wasn't just that they lost their coach, it's that a lot of players transferred. A lot of the players that were the major difference makers in some of the games where they gave teams either a scare or outright upset them are all gone. Those guys all left. They either went off to Texas or they went with Billy to Florida and a few others transferred to other places. So it's 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 been a lot different this year if you've watched Louisiana at all. They're not they're not the same program. Yeah, and I mean it's could they lose? Yeah. I mean like I mean, we we saw some of the games last week. Kentucky just lost to Vanderbilt. That's bad tough look, Coach Stoops. Bad tough look. Tough one, Mark. Oh, man. That's that was awful. Mark, that can't happen. I mean, that team quite literally hasn't won an SEC game in three years. And Kentucky, who's, got, who's Kentucky have this week? Do they have Georgia? Georgia. I don't know. But they have Georgia this week, and you, you wonder how much last week was focused on Georgia. Yeah. And it and didn't work out well. how meekly that – oh, that's so, not a good look. So we yeah. all understand that the team has to prepare, and I can tell you we were just at practice. They are preparing – for Louisiana. I mean, they'll be focused, but for our purposes, I don't think – I honestly, I was thinking about it after the press conference yesterday. I don't think Mike Norvell, Adam Fuller, John Papuchas, or Alex Atkins got one question about Louisiana. And that's not – I mean, it, it's just that's what this game is. There's not a lot of compelling matchups. If you look at their box scores, if you look at what they've done, they have not been a very good football team this year. So it's hard to get re- really detailed on that matchup. But the team has to. That's They're different than we are. Yeah, it's their job to prepare and play and, and execute. We can speculate about what's next because we're not playing in the game. So it's what's going to happen in sports talk. And it's also not a game worthy necessarily of breaking down. That doesn't mean, like Ira said, that that team couldn't surprise and upset. It's just highly unlikely at this point. I, I just With the way this team is playing. And you, you trust this team not to look ahead. Right. Uh, I mean, to a certain extent. Yes, of course, they know what's coming six days later. But um, the way they played... Uh, the way they took care of business against Syracuse, man, after what they did in Miami, in that, how many people were at that game, Ira, in Syracuse? 30,000? I think the official attendance was 40, but yeah, it was probably something like that. And, you know, and I will say this. Did it feel like a big time atmosphere? It never does there, but it is a cool place to watch a game because just because you, you, you've been there, it's just because it's like watching a game in your living room. The field is like you're so close in that press box. But uh, the one thing I would say, and I don't, I don't know how to, like, I couldn't write this, but I did ask Norvell about it yesterday. I'm telling you, watching them in, in pregame, there's just an air about these guys, very, very uh, deliberate in everything they do. The 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 for going from drill to drill, there's just like no wasted. You know, it's just man, they are focused. They were locked in for that game. So I once I saw that, I was like, man, this maybe that's who this team is now, right? And that's how they looked on Saturday. I mean, because that would have been natural not to be. Right. You just came off uh, uh, the the biggest win of, of your season, other than I guess LSU. Uh, bludgeoning your arrival on national TV 
um, in front of a, an energetic crowd, at least for a quarter and a half. And then you're in that place playing a team that's reeling with on the ACC network. There's not the same sort of juice, obviously, about Florida State Syracuse as Florida State Miami. And they went out there and played just as well, maybe better. What's when, interesting when all too, three things can, I mean, that's a really good sign. Well, when we talk about the focus that you're referencing, Ira, about taking care of your business and, and all that, it's funny because right now those were both night games. So Miami was sky high at the start of that game. That or that stadium was rocking. They 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 believed they were going to be competitive that night. Quickly, Florida State dispatches of that idea, and they don't let these teams who maybe have the personnel to begin to believe hang around at all right now. And that is the sign of a very mature, hardworking, focused football team that is looking to get better and focus on themselves. Syracuse, I mean, that opening drive Florida State put together and then how quickly that became two drives and then three drives. Syracuse knew in the moment, oh, this is over. The look on Dino Baber's face, who's a clown, the look on his face is fantastic. Several times as they cut over to the sideline, that look far away like this can't end soon enough. We're not going to be able to win this game. We're out of this game. We're out of the game. And he knew it. What kind of stinks, and this is when Corey asked, do you find yourself looking ahead? I find myself a little bit more looking back at those three losses and oh, saying, man, man, if this team was where it is now in terms of its development and health, health and all that, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think they, I think they, they, they love it, right? You, you, you probably beat Wake, right? They couldn't they just mess to sure. death. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about the other two. You can't say they lost because of well, Fabian Lovett in the, the NC State game. No, but I'm saying offense. I think – but this whole team is playing with yes. a different mindset yeah. now than it did in that game. Well, th- so a- Aslan asked Tom and I, if you flipped those three games that you that you lost, and those were these last th- – so you got to play – without Fabian Lovett, you got to play Georgia Tech at Miami and at Syracuse. Do you think now if you – now after winning those games, you had this, you had this slate coming up, Wake Forest at NC State – Clemson at home. Do you think they'd win all three? That's a great question. It's a fun thing to contemplate. Uh, every game takes on its own, you know. I mean, the, uh, the reality is the things that bit them against Wake Forest and NC State might have bitten them against Syracuse if they had played reversed. You know, at that point, Syracuse was a better team, and Florida yeah. State may have made yeah. some mistakes that they made in those games. Those games weren't, again, the, the Wake and the NC State games bothered me the most because they just didn't play well. For full halves, they just didn't play well. This team, from what we've seen those last three weeks, they they haven't had that happen. Yeah, and I, and I think every you, – you can't – I don't know. You, you could do this at the end of every year and think about the ones that got away. Um, when you're watching a process you know, play out, a maturity, a maturation process, you're going to see unevenness. You're going to see like a team that looks to be this thing and then all of a sudden they're not and then they're, they are again and they're just inconsistent. It's convoluted. And somewhere along the way they put it all together and they realize their potential. But that takes time and that takes lessons learned. Sometimes those losses yeah, are man, part those, of it. Those add up to, to bite you in the ass, but you learn from them. I know it's cliche, but it is true. It's all part of the process of getting better at anything is figuring out, well, why did I screw that up? And, and you do it collective as a team as well. Like, how did I screw that up? Like, Mike's gotten better. You know, we've talked about his coaching. Like, listen, even if you thought it was a little bit of an overblown narrative about the red zone stuff, the truth is he's called a better game in the red zone lately as well. I mean, even if you, you take it back one week and think about what they did, what they implemented in the eye, and they were able to throw off a play action down there, and they played a lot more physical. I, you know, the Philly special was funny. Uh I'm not in love with it, but I like that he did it right after the kid taunted, which is funny, and I don't think that's why he did it, but it just it happened to play out that way. But Florida State has executed in the red zone. 
period. That's like 15, eight, 15, 15 trips in a row they scored. I yeah, think. well, and, and A, their kicker now is trustworthy, and he wasn't during that stretch, right? So you called it differently back then. You're more physical than you were back then earlier in the season. Like this offensive line now knows that they can push people around. So they're, they're calling it that way a little bit more often. I think he's learned from his mistakes in that way. So everybody just kind of grew out of those losses, and you got healthier. Bottom line is you got and, a lot healthier. And, and you also have uh, apparently one of the best running backs in the country. Um, that kid is well, running yeah. at a different level. Uh, we haven't talked about him at all. This is it's becoming commonplace now. He was just named ACC Back of the Week, Ira. When I looked uh, at the uh, when I looked at the box score after the game, I was like, man, that's like kind of a quiet 168 yards. Yeah, right. you know, I mean, like <laughs> he rips off 25 yard runs, and you don't really it, it just they happen so frequently now that it doesn't register that that was, oh, that was three or four really long runs. He had a run earlier this year where he blew somebody up, and it was a snapshot of what was to come, perhaps. We may not have known it at the time, but I can't remember who it was against, and it was a run where he just destroyed somebody. It was a Greg Jones-esque run, and we were laughing about it. My wife fell in love with him on that day. She was like, that's our guy. That's the guy. And every game now that we watch together, she's like, is Benson, are they going to give the ball to Benson? Because she doesn't pay <laughs> yeah. attention during the week. She's like, why don't they give the ball to that Benson kid? And I was like, what is with you? She's like, he's mean. I like to watch guys who run mean. I'm like, yes, well, I agree with you. So she, even she's just, you know, anecdotally pointing out that Benson is our most dominant player. It's fun. And what I like about him is he's in the interviews, man, he could not be nicer. He could not be more cordial. He praises everybody else. But watch him at the end of those runs, man. Like if if, if a DB or a linebacker has something to say, man, he is well, not backing not- down. <laughs> he he'll 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 Why share he? something back. Well, I'm just saying it's but it's cool to see that. Like he not crazy over the top, but uh, you know, he's got some stuff to him too. I think the if I were a DB, does, I would shut the hell up. I mean, if yeah, you're a no, defensive just, just back, you, know, you don't need to be saying anything to a running back of that size. <laughs> just keep it moving. <laughs> he, it, but it's not its not just him. Like Again, Toa Feely runs harder. Uh, Toa Feely's a good running back now. Um, he's not Benson, but there aren't many that are. But then you look out wide, and Malik McClain just completely mm. destroying mm. that kid with a stiff arm. Johnny him. Wilson just not being tackled. And then what Micah Pittman does, blocking. Over and over uh, and over again. Man, he is a bulldog. He, I, I can't imagine that doesn't inject life into the offensive line when they see the shortest, maybe the smallest guy on the team that plays, playing yeah. like that, playing that physical, man. the whole And it goes to defense, too. Like, the whole defense plays physical now. Uh, but I think, man, they, they have to feed off Micah Pittman. Well, Trey Benson just destroying folks. But Micah Pittman and the way he blocks – I think that's a big deal, man. What I think did, that's a really big deal. What did you guys think about Atkins talking about Malik McLean yesterday? Because I thought, I mean, he's a nice player, man. He started a bunch of games last year as a true freshman, kind of out of necessity. Um, but there have been times early this season and in practice. I mean, he's had like it's been like there's a flash yeah, he's here, a flash there, sometimes. and then there's other times you're like, man, that's not. And then in practice, there's been times we've seen him not give quite the effort you'd like to see at certain. I'm not saying he's not, but every player has those moments. But like. The way he made that play, and then the way Atkins talked about him yesterday, I thought was I mean, he kept calling him a problem. He's he's going to be yeah. a problem if that guy becomes like a problem, problem like a Johnny Wilson problem. I think Johnny Wilson's the only other guy he's described as a problem a receiver. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. Well, now you think about what you have it coming in. You have a five star wide receiver coming in yeah. that is, uh, by all accounts, when you look at him physically, a freak. Okay, you bring him in, so now you've got another big ass receiver with a lot of skill. 
Malik McLean is a big receiver who's starting to maybe garner some confidence and believe in himself to make plays. Uh, you have Johnny Wilson is a huge receiver that does make plays. You have the aforementioned Micah Pittman who is a bulldog and does block and sacrifice and cares and is physical and he's an emotional spark plug. You have that. Yeah. You've got Pokey who can really, really, really run. You get Winston right back who will play for you next year and he's played a ton of college football. You have a loaded wide receiving core if Don't all those guys Jakai Douglas. Jekai, yeah, no, Jakai no, no, Jakai's nice. I'm just saying if you just take those guys and then alone. You got Kentron's, you know. Hey, now, by the way, I mean, that catch Kentron made is yeah. insane. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the best catches of the year. Yeah, it, it really was. It was a 35-point game, but yeah. holy moly, that yeah, was crazy. Yeah, it's a great catch. So, yeah, we go from absolutely thinking how in the world does Florida State have the worst receiving core in the ACC? So maybe to the best? Maybe the best receiving core going into next year in the ACC. You Two words for you, baby. Ron Dugans. He's got to get credit because if sure. we're going to rip his ass when they're yeah. not playing well, you got to give him credit now. Uh, bottom line is he does deserve credit. Those kids Absolutely. are playing hard and getting better. Uh I, I think the next big proving ground for the entirety of this coaching staff is in the realm of recruiting. And I'm talking about high school players. They don't seem to have a dynamic recruiter outside of Alex Atkins uh, amongst high school players. They're really good at identifying kids in the portal, really good getting kids to buy in, come in here, play in the portal, elevate their stock. That's good because it helps offset the average we've seen from the high school ranks. And they do a great job of evaluation. Um, and they, I mean, I really do. I think, I think the they guys they brought in have come in really good. And then, they, you know, again, man, like I know we it hasn't been the superstar five stars, but you know, they got Armella and the uh, no, no, they've got to get, yeah. yeah, they've got it because this team ultimately, as they take these steps forward and they get better and better, which they have, you know, that it's logical around these parts. The next step for the fans is all right, can we win a national championship? Right. Can we start? I mean, are we going to start looking at it like, hey, when are we good enough to compete for a national championship? And it's funny because it seems almost like a, a little bit of being ungrateful. But no, I mean, it's just that's the standard. And once you show that you're out of the wilderness and that you've steadied yourself, now we want to know how soon can you be predatory? How soon can you be a problem for all of college football and not the ACC? Well, in order to get to that place, you got to recruit like Georgia. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it. you got to recruit That'd like be Georgia. a good motto. Uh, let's get predatory. Oh, <laughs> I like time that. To do, time to get predatory. Yeah, when I said it, 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 it motivated me. Yeah, let's be predatory. You're welcome, everybody. To tell you how old I am, Corey, I was thinking of uh, the Olivia Newton-John Let's get song. physical? Yeah, when you when you said, let's oh, get predatory. Rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John, buddy. Yeah, you had to bring us all down. She just passed away recently. Grease was she on last weekend. Away. Hey, speaking of pop culture icons, did either one of you get your uh, Taylor Swift tickets? Today? No, they thank God. I've been not, getting yeah. updates. Uh, yeah. My family is uh, in the running. They're in the sweepstakes, Corey. Stephanie got them. There you go. Uh, she had to use my. She got all her friends to sign up uh, with their email addresses and their Ticketmaster, and then I got an email saying, "Hey, you're you're you made the list of pre ticket pre buy tickets," and then, um, well, I'm not going to get that specific. But Stephanie was at the doctor today, trying watching in the queue, uploading at the doctor, um, getting you know yeah. stuff happening yeah, and uh, to get her daughter and her Taylor Swift tickets. I don't... That's a like, loyal I, mom. I that's a dedicated mom. It's that's a, a very dedicated yeah. mom, but apparently there's millions of them across the, across the oh, country. And apparently the app crashed or something. Like they it was shut a disaster. it down. Yeah. Like yeah. Taylor Swift, is she like... Is she bigger than Michael Jackson was in like 1983? Ballpark, man. Definitely in that ballpark. Different, uh, crazy, probably a right? different audience, but definitely in that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah, well, apparently nuts. so, yeah. 
Yeah, she's selling now, out. She's like doing three stadium shows in each city. Yeah, Kim's uh, was trying to buy tickets at Raymond James. I think she's. I think she got them. We're off the cliff here, guys. We 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 can't <laughs> do five not, minutes on Taylor Swift. We just we can't, can't on similar. I'm headlines. only taking credit for about twelve we, seconds. We can't of it. do Before five got the minutes on this. four and a half minutes. It's day, gang. It is Taylor Swift day. We can't. We need to do a I can't believe how long that was. I was sitting there the whole time, going, "Make him stop. Make him but stop. The, nope, Please make nope. him stop." But the reward no. was worth it. <laughs> you brought up Olivia Newton John. It just got me thinking about my my pop culture icons. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, there's no. Real safe way for me to segue onto the next, but what I will say is that we have two minutes to fill, which is pretty uh, difficult given that we just spent five minutes on Taylor <laughs> Swift, guys. Taylor so Swift. you don't always make it for the easy for the driver, guys. You don't, <laughs> you don't always make it easy for me to help you out. I'm, I'm trying. My, to- <laughs> hey, that's my fault. That's my fault. We can talk about the bird outside. Let my me house ask you this: bothering me. Did you? Did either of you guys go to the uh, Victory Tour back in the day? I did not go to the victory tour. That no. was the uh, the phenomenon, though. Since we're going to go on that tangent, we'll just finish it with this tangent of of, uh, of pop pop, pop icons. icons. But did I meant no. But I was in Miami at the time, and uh, they came to Miami. Yeah, and they the newscast. It was like the Beatles. Like the yeah. newscast would be out there, and they'd interview these crying thirteen year old girls. <laughs> And it was just like, what never, is happening here? Hey, listen, here? so I get fandom of all kinds. We've all been a fan of yeah, something yeah. that like takes over our life. A team, a player, a musician, an act. I don't know, whatever it might be, right? I have never understood loving an artist so much that I was brought to tears over getting to see them. Like... A song could bring you to tears, lyrically or otherwise, if in the right mood, you know, or something like that. I never understood it. Like, there is yeah. so-and-so, I'm falling to my <laughs> knees to weep. Or I don't, even, like, I it's don't. 5.30, we're, wa- we're standing in line to go into the stadium and you're crying. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't understand that. I've never understood that. Like, you see those that old footage of Elvis or the Beatles or whatever, people are like, ah, and falling to the ground. Like, what the hell? It's not it an alien. No my mom was one of them. It's, and, I, and I've asked her, like, what was the... And she's like, we had just never seen anything like it. And so for it Elvis or the like Beatles, it was, a, it was an emotional reaction <laughs> for a teenager to be like, I don't know how to handle this. Here come the tears. They were like, the pent up 50s are over. Yeah. We're allowed to express ourselves. Look at his hips. Look at <laughs> his hips. He's shaking his hips. I'll be honest. When I went down and watched the Orioles play the Rays and I saw Adley Rutschman, I you, you got a little choked up. A little weak in my knees. Yeah. A little weak in my knees, Roland Adley. Oh, man. Seminole headlines, hour number two, headliner questions forthcoming. Thank God we'll be back in a moment. <laughs>